Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and its select theaters. Rated R. Hey guys, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my co-anchor, sister, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. A rare Thursday morning pop-up show for us. Uh, There has just been a press conference uh, regarding the Gabby Petito case by the North Point Police, as well as the FBI, and we... Uh, failed to stream it and realized that we should have. This, this is important information, and it's, uh, you know, I know a case that you guys are all holding near and dear right now. So right. we're going to stream it for you here in just a minute. Just a warning, their audio is a little bit quiet. So if you are struggling to hear them, just turn your sound way up. Uh, that worked for us. But you may have to turn your sound up to be able to hear what they have to say. So I think without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, and, and listen to the uh, press conference. Not getting any sound. Are you getting any sound? No. Oh, your no. sound is off in the corner. Look. It is? Yep. Hang on, guys. Sorry. This one's always a... Oh, right there. Thank you all for being here. My name is Todd Garrison. Can you hear it now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Let me just roll that back just a little because we just missed the first guy. Sorry, guys. Sometimes this is a little dicey. Everybody for being here. It is afternoon now. Uh, please turn your cell phones off. Um, so here's what we're going to do here today. We're going to have a statement by uh, Chief Todd Garrison of the Northport Police Department, followed by Gabby's uh, father, Joe Petito. Uh, after Joe speaks, he's not going to take any questions. Uh, Chief Garrison will take any questions, and uh, we'll, we'll do the best we can. So Chief Todd Garrison, thank you. Thank you all for being here. My name is Todd Garris, and I am the Chief of Police of the City of Northport. Um, today, we're here to talk about uh, Gabby. Um, Gabby was a resident of, or is a resident of Northport, and Northport is a close-knit community where what happens is felt by all. We are here today to provide an update to Gabby Petito, who was reported missing on September 11th, 2001. In June of 2021, Gabby and her fiance embarked on a cross-country trip with plans to travel across the West Coast and visit state national parks in the Western United States. They were traveling in Gabby's 2012 white Ford van and documented their journey on YouTube and social media. We have a picture of the white Ford van that they were traveling in. She maintained regular contact with her family members during her travels. However, that communication abruptly stopped 
around the end of August. Gabby is a vibrant 22 year old with a love for life and adventure. She's a daughter, a sister, and a granddaughter. She was excited to share her cross country trek with others on social media and with her family. Gabby's family and those in the community here and in New York who know and care for her are hoping for answers about her whereabouts. We have investigators working diligently around the clock as well as with the FBI. The FBI is present here today to show their solidarity and commitment to this investigation. I'm giving for all their resources. Due to the uh, geographic scope of the investigation, uh, it's important that we partner with our federal local partners. At this time, I'm going to allow Joe and Gabby's dad to come up and say a few words. What I need from everybody here is help. Because the, the goal is still not met. And that goal is to bring Gabby home safe. All right. And uh, I'm asking for help from everyone here. I'm asking for help everyone at home. I'm asking for help from the parents of, uh, of Brian. And I'm asking for help from the family members and friends of the laundry family as well. You know, there is a tip line that you can call anonymously. Whatever you can do to make sure my daughter comes home, I'm asking for that help. There's nothing else that matters to me now. This, this girl right here, that is it. Anything else, it comes second to this. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Our focus is to finding Gabby. And we are pleading with people out there to give us information, point us in the direction that we need to be, and help us find Gabby. Gabby and her family deserve that. Right now, I'll go ahead and ask, answer a few questions that I can. Go ahead. I have not. Right now, we are investigating this in-person case. None, none at this time. Right now, it's a uh, missing person case. How frustrating is it knowing that a family member could just throw distance away from the police department here and bring your officers on the front line and Well, we share the frustration with, with the world right now. So, you know, two people went on a trip, one person returned. And that person that returned isn't providing us any information. Chief, can you bring Brian Montague in for him bringing the investigation or the team in the Right now, no. Have you guys learned anything from the van or from the phones at all? Right now, we're still analyzing all that data, which takes time to forensically uh, analyze all that. Because a lot of people feel out of the lab is having possibly dangerous insight into maybe what potentially happened or using that as part of your investigation. We, we look at everything that's coming in. Um, as far as that had, having to do anything with the disappearance, we don't know. I mean, yes, they had a disturbance. Yes, it was captured on uh, body camera, their interaction with law enforcement. But beyond that, you know, I don't know what it has to do with the disappearance. Do you guys know um, when exactly Brian left and headed towards Florida? We know he came here on the first, but do you know when he went left from the West Coast and if there's any indication that Gabby was with him on his trip back? Right now we're analyzing that data. Um, so we don't have that timeline narrowed down. Um, there's a lot of information that we have to go through. Do you know where Brian Monday is right now? Yes. Chief, have 
the family attorney arranged uh, to get us some property that we were looking for. Um, and beyond that, no. Nicole Schmidt said that she last spoke with her daughter on August 30th, or with someone who's purporting to be her daughter. Has any forensics been done on her phone? Have the phone records been requested? Have they been provided? Everything is being forensically uh, analyzed right now, and it, it takes time. Including Nicole's phone? We, no, we don't have Nicole's phone. And have you requested it? We requested it from who? From her. Oh, I'm sorry, from Nicole's phone. I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't have the answer to that as far as uh, uh, that. How much part of the investigation is Wyoming still the last place that she's going to be? Right now, it, it seems to be the area of, that we're looking at. What would a continuing investigation tell you about Wyoming? Right now, this is a missing person case, all right? And our focus is to find Gabby. My focus isn't to bring Brian in right now, it's to find Gabby. Brian is exercising his uh, constitutional rights, and I have to respect that. Um, but as of right now, um, the focus is finding Gabby. Well, she's been missing for two weeks, and she's possibly in danger. Why doesn't Justice Kinsley tell you no, that he's not coming in too quickly? Because the Constitution protects that. Where are search teams located currently? Are they law enforcement characteristics? We have no physical search teams on the ground, like doing grid search right now. Uh, we have resources and law enforcement partners that are out in the field following up tips and leads. Uh, but as far as a grid search right now, we're still trying to narrow down uh, geographic areas. And do you know the exact date and exact like confirmed location of where she is? We're still I mean, analyzing. There's been like some say public cities, shall we say, the national park. You know, these, the information there's a lot of information coming through. We have to analyze that information. We have to vet that information, and it takes time. Is there any history of police interacting with Brian here in Northport or any incident involving Brian and Gabby here in Northport before they went on this trip that they've not told you about? No. Was she on any kind of medication? Not that I know of. And was Northport police aware of her mental health issues before the law report came out? I'm not I'm not aware of any of them. Are you looking at college working family forms or any updates that you were not? No, right now the, the data, the stuff that we found in the, in the van is being analyzed. Uh, I don't know if it has any evidentiary value to it or not. Obviously, this was a van used by the both of them, uh, which personal belongings and stuff are in there. Whether or not it has anything to do with the case, we don't know. I know you tweeted at the attorney. How frustrating is this for you personally? I want to bring Gabby home. You know, so of course it's frustrating. And he answered us when we asked Where's Gabby? That's my response. Now, emotionally for you, as a father, as a DJ, you know, talk about what this case is triggering for you. This isn't about me. This is about Gabby, and that's where I want to keep the focus. No, I know, but, you know, just looking at her face, talking with her, her family, how, how is this, is that, you know, is this any response from you to well, it, it it's driving us to keep working. I mean, long hours, long days, um, it, it gives us the momentum to keep going forward. Have any of the social media platforms reached out to your agency as part of the investigation and offered up any of the metadata? We have great um, cooperation with the social media platforms out there. How difficult is it as you guys are here, she's possibly what missing over there, you know, geographically speaking, how difficult is that for the investigation? We have uh, 
partners federally and, and locally that, that we can reach out and touch. Um, one of the reasons of asking the assistance of the FBI to come in is they have a long reaching arm. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm confident with what we're doing here and the tips and the information that's being funneled out West. I'm, I'm confident that that system is moving uh, effectively. Two more, two more questions. The Zepeda family said yesterday that what happened in Wyoming happened. It indicates that they know that something did occur in Wyoming and that there's information that we're not aware of or that they're just not being given to us. Maybe if you could help them know what happened in Wyoming so that they know. The fact of the matter is Gabby is missing. And I think that that's what they're referring to. Of course, but Gabby's we all had a six-week investigation. You have parents from all across the country here. And if there's something that's part of the story that's not being told, I think you know, the public has a duty. Yeah, you're, you're looking into something that's not there. I think what the family's position on it was she went missing. Last area was out in Wyoming. So she's not here. So where is she? You probably aren't ruling out. It's really tough to talk about. We have communication going back and forth with uh, Grand County Sheriff's Office. Um, we provided them with whatever information we could. Uh, they don't have any suspect information right now, so you would have to refer that to them. But they told us that they're looking at, at everything at this point. Tim, one last question. Right now, no. Right now, all we have is the missing person investigation on that. Okay. Really simple question. You said you knew where Brian is. Is he at his parents' house? All I'm going to say is I know where Brian's at. All right. Thank, Thank you, you everyone. Guys. You can certainly follow up with us, me. You all seem to have my phone. So uh, call and we'll, uh, we'll answer any follow up questions. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Yeah, not a lot of info. However, I think it's clear that they are taking this very seriously. Yeah. Interesting. Um, that, unfortunately, uh, that uh, police officer that was speaking, he slipped a couple of times and he referred to at Gabby in the past tense. Mm -hmm. He also said, we are investigating a missing person. So it's clear to me that they know what they're really looking at as a murder here. Yeah. And they're not saying it, but you know, it slipped out a couple of times and I was like, Oh shit. You know, yeah. not that, not that that's unsurprising. It's, you know, it, it is, it is not surprising, but no, you could just tell he was struggling with how to say things uh -huh. because there's what he believes to be true. And then what he's going to put out in the public face, which is right is sad but i think it's the thing that we're all pretty clear on yeah. at this point is that they're very likely not going to find her alive no no unfortunately but and you know it, it just reminds me a little of the valo case you know the police knew for months that the kids were dead before they could prove it right but they do have to be careful about what they say uh but there you go i Wish that the reporters would have asked better questions. Yeah, they were really pushing a certain agenda, clearly. Yeah. They were not asking anything about what they know, but I don't think he was giving anything up anyway. 
No, he wasn't. But I mean, everyone thinks that Brian's guilty. Duh. We all know that. Okay. We also they do know too, that you know. they do too, but Brian also has constitutional rights, just like anyone else does, you right. know, and they're following those things. But why not talk a little bit more about why are they so certain that she is in Grand Teton National Park or that right. area? What is happening digitally, you know, to help support that? I mean, there's questions that could have been asked instead of, uh, well, you as a father, how is this affecting you? Well, how the I hell know. do you think it's like, affecting him? Come on. This doesn't That's need to be a tearjerker case. So, yeah, I'm, come on, man. Yeah, very dumb. Well, That's he... That's better questions. Isn't there a murderer active in the area? Well, there in Moab, Utah, yes. Right. Um, not, in, not in Grand Teton National Park. No, um, it is very strange that they were there at the very same time mm -hmm. that they actually interacted with those women who were then murdered the next day. It mm -hmm. is really strange, you know? Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of weird stuff going on here without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think we should be careful with the whole Moab conversation. I mean, I, I'm there with you a hundred percent, but I think we should be a little bit careful to not let that pull us off of the uh, initial goal right here. And that's what he's saying is, look, yeah. we have a missing person. Let's get her found yeah. and then let the wheels of justice start turning. You right. know, and I think that's true here too, because honestly, if he had anything to do with those murders in Moab, it's going to come out, you know, it's right now. It is because that's now come into <clears throat> the frame. It's yeah. going to be a part of this investigation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, you there know is, it, however, oh, go ahead. Well, you know, the women that were killed had messaged a friend and said, there's a weird guy hanging around our camp. Mm -hmm. And then they were murdered. Yeah. They had met him prior to that in the, in the co-op and in the tavern. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that they would have referred to him in the same way because Unless that implied dark. right because that know. kind of implies a stranger you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. not hey this guy that we met at a bar tonight is kind of freaking us out I, it right. would be different wording so that's part of that hey i have a hang up about that yeah i hear that unless it's dark and he's cruising around in a hoodie and you know maybe they can't see his face and don't know but mm -hmm. <clears throat> there is, I think there's some, uh, some truth to that for sure. Just from a psychic standpoint, I don't think he had anything to do with the Moab murders. It, it just does not, it doesn't resonate with me at all. Mm -hmm. It's a weird coincidence. They were that they were there, but I just really don't, weird. I feel like they're separate incidents. I still really feel like those women were targeted due to their sexuality. Mm -hmm. And I know that's how it's been Wait, being looked at. Yeah. And that I still feel like that's accurate. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Now, on uh, but Kira, I did want to point out that uh, you are right that, uh, well, I don't know. I, there is a missing person already in the area. That's one interesting that right. thing about this is that there is a man that went missing, a hiker out of Jackson that went into uh, Grand Teton National Park to hike that is missing. Mm -hmm. They were actually already searching for him when Gabby went missing, which yeah, also adds an interesting been... layer to this because uh, they were already searchers in the area looking for a missing person. Yeah. They have not come across her. You or know? him. Or him. 
But yeah. the, the problem is most of those hikers that go missing, because this is a common thing this time of year, mm -hmm. very few of them are found alive. Most of them have mm -hmm. met with a grizzly bear yeah. or they have had a, a fall, um, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So, you know, especially this long, that hiker's been missing now for three or four weeks. Yeah. Like it's very unlikely that that person will be found alive. Yeah. Uh, it's just that that's a reality of living around national parks. This kind of stuff happens all the time throughout all of summer. Yeah. Well, and spring and fall. As yeah. long as the weather's decent, there are people out there in the backcountry, and it's a sad thing. But and especially Grand Teton National Park has had a bunch of grizzly bear attacks this year, like mm -hmm. more than we've had in a long time. Well, we've had so many more visitors. So many more. The hot springs are in Yellowstone National Park, not Grand Teton. So unless they went into Yellowstone and we don't know that, mm -hmm. they weren't anywhere near. Well, which they could have. I mean, there she did have cell phone pings, check-ins that did indicate that perhaps they went into Yellowstone. But here's the thing. You can't just go into Yellowstone. You would have to have got passed through a pay station. Yeah. And so if they did go into Yellowstone, the FBI will know that because you do have to have uh, passed into the, uh, you know, and they are adjacent, Kira. They are adjacent. Oh, yeah. They're, um, in they fact, definitely... we, we took this very drive a couple of months ago. We did. We started in Jackson. We went up through to Grand Teton and right into Yellowstone and then all the way back around the loop and. Yeah, like to Old Faithful and stuff. But uh -huh. I mean, it's quite a drive to get to a place where you would be at hot pots or mm -hmm. um, a few hours. You know, hot pools or something. Yeah, it's not close. Like no. that Yellowstone is, I mean, you'd have to get like all the way in near um, Old Faithful, which is several hours away uh -huh. to yeah. actually get to some of those. So, mm -hmm. no, it's a great question, though. And I know this is why we like to cover yeah. stuff like this, because we know these areas. We've been there. Yeah. A billion times in our lives. And yeah. So here is a map where she checked in to yeah. the Grand Teton National Forest. And you can see that just up, uh, you know, the road is where National Park is. So, or yeah. there Yellowstone National Park. And do you so, see that little city called Driggs right off to mm -hmm. the left? That's yeah. where we were born. Yeah. So we, you know, th that's on the other side of the Grand Tetons. It's on the Idaho mm -hmm. side, the correct side. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big Idaho-Wyoming thing. The counties are even named the same thing on either side. Uh -huh. Teton County, Idaho, Teton County, Wyoming. There, It's, it's fun. very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. But see, you can see here's Rexburg, Idaho Falls. These are, this is where we live. Yeah, this you is know, where we live. We're not far from here. But uh, anyway, and we have been keeping our ear to the ground about actual like searches going on. Uh, we really haven't heard very much. They, they no. say that there are searches going on, but we haven't no. heard. Um, there, are, there are teams that that's literally people's job to mm -hmm. search the parks for missing people all yep. through the seasons. Uh -huh. So, yeah, and those teams were, you know, the team out there was already out. Right. So search and rescue just... was already looking for the uh, that other guy. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And I did reach out to a contact that has uh, helped us in the past on uh, the running of dogs in these areas, cadaver dogs and, yes. uh, you know, rescue dogs. So I'm waiting to hear back from her as well, that we might get a little information that way. Yeah. Also. I'm wondering, wondering if they're running any dogs out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause they could be, 
But do know that it's already getting quite chilly at night. It's getting down into the 30s at night up there. It is freezing. The yes. leaves are starting to change. It's pretty folly. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's getting cold. Yeah, and, it is. You know, during the day, it's still beautiful, 60s and 70s, but it's getting pretty cold at night. Mm -hmm. Fall is definitely coming. So it's not a time of year you would want to be out overnight by any means. No. I mean, even in the next 30 days, we could start seeing snow up there. It's, we're not far oh, from yeah. You know. Up high, it comes really yeah. early. Mm -hmm. At any rate, so that's hmm. that's what we know right now. Of course, we're going to keep an eye on this. We are going to stream the body cam footage uh, separately so that you guys can go through and watch it if you would like. Uh, I am not aware of the other video. We'll definitely go look for it and make sure that we uh, make sure. That yeah, a video of them well. on the side of the road. So we'll have to see what that is the, that yeah. the stuff is rolling in so fast on this case we're trying to keep up yeah um but yeah we want to keep you informed about what we know and mm -hmm. what we're hearing going on you know it's going on yeah. around around in our area absolutely and if more information or as more information comes uh you know becomes available about where where they are looking you know we'll probably take a drive and you know, stream some footage from the actual park where they're looking. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we totally could, we could go up there and... Yeah, more info. Yeah, go go take a look. It's just, we'll, you'll see when you see the video how you don't just, like, wander off and camp. And this is not a place that you do that no. unless you want to be eaten by a grizzly bear, frankly. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it is a place that literally thousands of people go through there a week mm -hmm. streaming into Yellowstone National Park because that's one of the entrances. Yeah. It's the, is that the, that's the east entrance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the east entrance. Yep. So, yep. yeah. All righty. Well, we will get the body cam video up today as well for you guys. And of we course, may edit it tonight. a little bit because it's so long. I wonder it's if over we an should, hour long. If we should yeah. just take out the sections that actually have meaning because I think there's probably stuff that doesn't and shorten it up for you because that's a lot of body cam to watch. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it really is just, you know, transport, you know, police uh, moving from point A to point B and stuff like that, that you don't really need to, uh, see all of that to get the gist of what happened there. Yeah. yeah. I will say this. I am amazed as the body cam footage is coming out, how many people are really vilifying Gabby that she's was unhinged that she was, a, you know, obviously, a, you know, a batterer oh, or whatever. I just think that that, yeah. Why, why, why was she so upset? What I do not see anybody asking and the police certainly didn't ask. Yeah. Why was she so upset? What so had upset? her so scared and angry? Why was she so afraid of him driving off in that van that she literally climbed through the driver's side window and over yeah. top of him to get in? Yeah. That is fear right there. That is a lot of fear. Yeah. How many times has he already done that to her on this trip? Right. Has How she many been times abandoned he, before? Yeah. Been pissed off at her and left her somewhere and then come back and got her in a little while to teach her a lesson. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That, that created an inordinate amount of fear in her. Why? Yeah, it did. And why? And it's just her, too her behavior ironic. to me indicates a huge amount of fear mm -hmm. about some, and you know, and him being all calm and blaming it all on her is just, 
I don't know. I worked in domestic violence for a long time as a social worker. You guys, that is such a huge red flag to me. Oh, and and he's so, you know, happy jokey with the uh, police and, oh, well, she just has a problem. I know police asked her why she was crying, but they did not push into no what's really going on here mm-hmm. you know yeah. and and they'd seem to just take his word yeah i'm just ocd right because she was afraid to answer in front of him yeah. you guys i'm sorry but this reeks of domestic violence to me yeah yeah it does it does but this is so typical honestly of utah police to just oh, yeah. go straight to the male's word take his word for it it's just gross my job right out of college as a social worker and Katie was a volunteer with the agency that I worked with. Mm-hmm. We used to, re- we used to respond on scene with the police to domestic violence incidents. Yeah. We have physically been present for things like this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it sets me off and my, it sets mm-hmm. my intuition off. Like, Ooh, dude, I have seen this kind of stuff before. Yep. Yep. Yes, absolutely. And just that whole, uh, idea of you know what we'll just uh we'll we'll just put a little bow on this you know yeah and yes the the cops let her drive away in her van being that distraught being that Mm -hmm. upset we're just going to leave her alone overnight Mm -hmm. and put him in a hotel or whatever that looked like a shelter what the way they described it but Mm -hmm. uh i wish she had gone to the shelter because maybe she would have had an opportunity to speak with someone there that could help her start carving through what she needs to processing uh, why she was so upset because they did not get to that yeah and they let her drive off being that distraught that upset and scared they gave her the car Mm -hmm. i don't know all of it's weird but Mm -hmm. all of it just ooh, i have seen situations like that in person Mm -hmm. she she did admit to striking him but he admitted to locking her out of the car and trying to drive away and leave her yeah I mean, what would you do? He also admitted to pushing her face. And see, that's the thing that the person who called the police initially saw mm-hmm. and uh, reported, you know, that they saw something going down. And then later, of course, that I wasn't sure what I was seeing, but I was it looked bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, at any rate, yes, the, it, the whole story just wasn't told. And, and that's what we're saying. Yeah. The whole story wasn't told. And it just... Uh, that's a reason to strike him, though? Well, that's what we're saying, Jay. We don't know. We don't yeah. know everything that happened. No. Is it don't. a reason to strike him? No, it's not. But was whatever but she was there so scared that he to... was going to leave her there. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? What, what had happened before? And, yeah, you know, he... He pushed he her. That's why they called the right. somebody called the police. He tried so to disengage. Then why didn't he hand her the keys and walk away? Yeah, he right? got in the car and tried to drive away and told her to walk away. Yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah. none of that seems safe to me. None of no, that. no. But then that's what we're saying. There's obviously more to this story that we don't know. There's clearly more that happened and that has happened beyond what was on the surface of the body cam. Footage mm-hmm. in the police report that created this level of, of distress in her. And that's what we're saying. He wasn't even upset. He wasn't right. even upset. And she could not stop crying. Yeah. yeah. Weird. You're right. They should have. They they made Brian show his back and his abdomen to see if he had any bruises. Well, they didn't have her do the same thing. No, they didn't. 
they didn't. But that's my biggest concern is is really not biggest maybe, but is that how many other times has he gotten in that van and left her somewhere and right. scared the shit out of her? Is right. this become a pattern of control? You know, her but, response indicates that that had happened before. Right. As desperate as she was to get back in that van and not let yeah. him drive away. Yeah. yeah. No, this is not a good yeah. situation. Nope. It's not a good situation. It's scary. And no one's saying that she should get to batter him, but there were some red flags mm -hmm. in the conversation. The fact that the officer said that he didn't seem like he had battered boyfriend syndrome, but there was no conversation about her except for, Oh, she's just mentally ill done and done. Yeah. Based on his statement alone, her well, family she she had anxiety and OCD, but her family doesn't back her, that up at all. No, they don't. And they said they have not reported that she was on any medication. No, you know, being upset and having anxiety in the moment is not a mental illness. No, we all have anxiety when we're scared. Yep. It's yeah. just, yeah, all of it is sketchy because it's just the typical, oh, she's just crazy uh, mm -hmm. domestic violence defense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know it's what? They scary. don't, Lydia. So that was one of the questions that was asked in the um, in the press conference was, does he have any past criminal history or does she have any past criminal history? And the answer was no. Neither one yeah, of them. Neither did. of them. Yeah. 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 He acts too innocent, but acted too nervous as well. It was super suspicious. It was. It was well, super suspicious. That's the typical good old boy uh, kind of male-to-male -male, uh, interaction that you'll see in cases like this yes. where there's a lot more going on under the surface, but I'm going to act like I'm relaxed and happy and your friend and, you know, we're just going to be man-to-man -man on this, you know, and, and you know, yep. don't work. We're, we're not trying to be sexist and misogynist or, you know, we're not trying to be sexist about it. It's just that these are the things that we have seen with yes. our own eyes and our own experience so many times with domestic violence. Well, yeah, just the, let me tell you what's really going on here. You know, right. she's yes, crazy. He was jokey with the police officers at the same time that she cannot stop crying. Yeah. He was, yeah. there was no air of being upset amongst Brian at all. It was just patting this silly little upset woman on the head. Yeah. It was gross. They definitely did not get to the bottom of what was going on. No. Aaron says the threat of a ban of being abandoned on the other side of the country would leave anyone yeah. drowning in terror. Gabby was acting reasonable given the situation. See, I agree. Yeah. Do you think she should have been arrested regardless of what happened before? No, I don't. They would have arrested her if they felt like they had cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they didn't. I mean, they they yeah. had the opportunity right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, they had the opportunity and he did have, you know, a, a slight injury. They could have. I, I think that honestly, they knew, though, that uh, it would be pointless, mm -hmm. you know, because there they, wasn't they enough. Have, yeah. They opted not to, mm -hmm. you know, that, and they just tried to separate them for the night to see if they could just settle down. Mm -hmm. Which is um, a very uh, common response to domestic violence stuff. It is when there's not severe injury. That's generally what happens. Mm -hmm. We're going to, you know, you go somewhere for the night, you go somewhere for the night, everybody settle down. Yeah. 
especially yeah. if it's like the first time there's ever been a domestic call between a couple. Yeah. And this one's weird because they're traveling, you know, they're in Utah right. and they're from Florida. Based no. on his injuries, no. Absolutely not. He had very minor scratches. Yeah. Very minor. Yeah. The police, uh, didn't they call them very small, small, mm -hmm. like superficial scratches? He didn't have enough of an injury for them to arrest, really. No. No. You're right. Gabby wasn't upset for no reason. And we never got to the bottom of what that reason was. Right. Definitely no. No. But, uh, but you know, I'll tell you, years ago, I had... Uh, a daycare mom. I, I had a home daycare for a long time uh, in my earlier career. And I had a daycare mom whose husband was a police officer and he broke her nose and the police separated them for the night. Yeah. I mean, the, it's not uncommon to just go, ah, everyone's upset here. Let's just cool things down. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that does constitute battery, but you know, the person that called 911 watched him push her face, which is right. also battery. battery. And uh, so they could have arrested them both, but they yeah. didn't. They didn't yeah. see this as them being in physical danger from one another. No. This didn't come across that way. No. Though it's an interesting, it poses an interesting question, Jay, that had they arrested her for battery? and interrupted this trip and it would have forced her to have to get real about what was happening and it would have forced her to have to get her family involved because she didn't right. really have any money or anything maybe we would have seen a different outcome here right maybe she wouldn't be missing now yeah i don't know you know i the way the police handled it is pretty typical for utah and idaho oh yeah we're pretty similar in the way that police yeah act yeah, he did know how to draw attention to himself, the yeah. police, which again, just concerns me a great mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. Uh, that there was little concern about why she was so upset. What is going on here that created the situation to begin with? And they didn't get a clear answer because I, I'm just OCD. You know, that's something that people say and, yeah. and self-diagnose with doesn't mean she has OCD. Right. Yeah, cops see a lover's quarrel so often that they're desensitized to it. It's true. Oh, definitely. It's absolutely true. <clears throat> definitely. Well, and you just have this young couple that had this little tiff, or at least that's how you're seeing it, and they are leaving town. They, they don't even live here. They're trying to head into arches. Really? They're, yeah. they're probably not going to dig much deeper unless there's no. more of a physical injury there, and they're just going to see this as a not-my-problem kind of situation. Yeah. It would be yeah. different if this happened at their home. Yeah. You know, and not while yeah. they were traveling, I think. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, without a doubt. So, you know, and, and we're not trying to uh, drag the police officers either. This is just, a, this is what we see, you know. Well, and they, you know, they, in their defense, have no history with these people. They don't know right. anything. Right. And, you know, given what little training most police officers get in domestic violence, this is generally the way they handle mm -hmm. things. If there's no serious injury, they just separate people. Yep. yep. And I don't know how they do it in other in other places, but Idaho and Utah are pretty similar yep. in the way that these things are handled, and that's how it's how that's how it goes in this yeah. part of the woods, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. But you know, there's always a lot of 
Dakota Watashota in cases like this. Uh, it just more than in, interest, anything, I think people are more interested in the uh, the police report in this instance because it looks like maybe there was more of a history of domestic violence than we know. And we're not saying that she didn't, uh, you know, maybe also contribute to that. It looks to me like maybe they both did, you know. Right. But uh, one person is at home now sitting on the couch uh, under the protection of his parents and his attorney, and the other person is missing. So, right. you know, I mean, there's there's no, you don't need very many clues or context clues to see why most people are wondering what the hell he was up to, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just looking at an update on the Moab murders to see kind of where law enforcement is at. So, so they were found on August 18th. Mm -hmm. But the last they showed up to work or were heard from by anybody was the 14th. Right. So somewhere in between there. Mm -hmm. um, investigators were informed that Kylan had mentioned to her friends that if something happened to them, that they were murdered. So there was a creepy man around their camp that intimidated them. Um, both bodies were undressed from the waist down. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, they were last seen at that tavern, Woody's Tavern in Moab on August 13th, which is when Brian and Gabby were there. Um, so there's, they've, they've searched two vehicles, a Kia Sorento and an 87 Ford Oconaline that was in the parking lot there in the campsite. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Just going to see what else. Hmm. They really don't have, they've, there are. A couple of different rewards for information offered. They do not have a suspect. No. So that's what we know so far. Oh, oh JR is asking what were their names? That couple. Oh, their names were, let's see. Kylan, I believe one of their names uh, was Kylan. Kylan Schultz and Crystal Turner. That's right, Kylan and Crystal. Yeah, and they had just gotten married. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, even if, uh, you know, even this, con you know, connection, weird connection to this case, notwithstanding, that's probably a case that we ought to open up as well, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably would be time to start looking at it as well, particularly because there's this weird connection. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll yeah. do an episode on it and tell you the whole story. And yeah, that's, that's separate from. From this whole situation it is weird stuff it is weird that they were around the area at the same time especially in 5,000 uh people moab you know moab's pretty sleepy they don't have a lot of crime they're a no, little tiny tourist town and it is weird that their town is now connected to these two different uh you know sets of murders or and or missing persons it is weird mm -hmm. it is except that you know the amount of tourists i mean they're right at the right at the um, opening of Arches National Park. Mm -hmm. So the hard part is just, through there. just like here where we live, there are so mm -hmm. many people that come through our communities 
going yes. through the national parks that, I mean, it definitely ups the odds. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. around here, people get killed all the time, all summer in, you know, outdoor accidents, drownings, car accidents that are not from here. And yeah. it's because people flock to Utah and Idaho for the national parks. Uh-huh. And so we get, we have tons of people that die in our area that aren't from here. in the summer Well, time. and not to mention our sand dunes. Yes, and our sand dunes. We have, uh, oh, we have a geographical anomaly here where we have some, it's a cool place. There are sand dunes uh, that just kind of crop up out of nowhere amongst a lot of farmland and lava rock. Yeah, and, and mountains. Uh, <laughs> you know, was an ocean you know, millions of years ago. Yeah. And people come here to four-wheel, to ride their four-wheelers, snowmobile, or, uh, well, snowmobiles too in the winter, but four-wheelers and side-by-sides and dune buggies and motorcycles. And there are multiple deaths out there every summer because yeah. people, uh, they they do a bunch of drinking and driving out there. It's they, super it's, dangerous. It's dangerous. My my kids are always like, why don't we ever go to the sand dunes? Uh, because I like you. Yeah. It's the only time scary. we ever really have gone there is in the winter. Uh, it's the for sledding. Yeah. And sledding. Um, but yeah. yeah, in the summer, it's so inundated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it, it's not that surprising, really, that they would run across each other in Moab because people in Moab pr- probably run across people from all over the world because uh-huh. they're coming into the national parks in Utah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it is a weird thing that they were all at the same tavern the night before these women go, these women are killed. So, yeah, so we'll keep our finger on it. Yes, we will. All righty. Well, tonight uh, is the psychic hour at 8 p.m. And we are talking about ancestor altars, uh, what they are, why you want one, how to do it. So that's what's coming. But do watch this afternoon for the uh webcam footage too we will get something up about that as well we definitely will all righty well guys thanks uh for joining us for a quick pop-up here we'll keep you abreast of anything that uh we see coming forward on this case and all the other ones we're keeping an eye on so definitely has been yet another production of true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters thanks guys Mm -hmm.